My name is Daniel Baden. I'm a naturopath and have been involved in the natural health profession for well over three decades. Over time, I've noticed that more and more people are choosing natural and holistic medicine as their primary care option because of the real and sustainable results achieved. It's comforting to know that natural and holistic medicine works either as a standalone system of medicine or in combination with contemporary medical practice. A patient's story discusses the healing journey that real people have experienced and how it has changed their lives. Today I'm talking to Diana Mund. She happens to be a clinical nurse as well as being an experienced naturopath. However, today she'll be telling us about a young patient of hers that had an unfortunate reaction to one of the COVID vaccines. Hi, Diana. Hi, Daniel. Your patient was a 13-year-old girl. How did she present to you? Uh, She came with her mother, very tall, young 13-year-old girl in a lot of distress and she was very, very pale and they felt that it was a hopeless situation. She was having to have intravenous platelets every week and there wasn't a lot that Western medicine could do to help her. She was diagnosed coming to you, I presume, with thrombocytopenia purpurea, a pretty Mm. common blood disorder. Uh, Mm. marked by bleeding from small vessels and often presents as purplish bruises or easy formed hematomas, nosebleeds, that sort of thing. But one of the known triggers, there are many drug triggers, but one of the more recent known triggers is the COVID vaccination. Is that what you felt was happening there or did they feel that was happening? Yes, the mother was mortified because she didn't really want to give her a 13-year-old daughter, the injections, but her brother had an immune-compromised condition. So the GP suggested that for the, his protection for the daughter to have it, but the mother was not. She knew that the there wasn't a lot of research done on these injections, COVID injections, and so she just felt so bad because she'd gone ahead and given permission for her daughter to have these injections and now they were in real trouble. Like many people, she felt torn between two worlds, uh, intuitive belief and and the pressure that people were under. Exactly. So in this young lady, how was her physical presentation? Was she covered in bruises or was there just a couple of obvious patches? She she was just absolutely sheet white in colour, with no colour, her whole energy was just so flat she couldn't do her schooling she couldn't do anything except lie in bed all day there was just bruising all over her body however after being giving given intravenous platelets the bruising would then go away and how long would that last for after a platelet infusion i think she was having them weekly when she came to me and she'd had, sorry, she'd had two intravenous platelet injections in January. She presented to me in the March, this is last year, and she was having also IV um, globulins as well, then I, and intravenous iron infusions and B12 injections as well. And so they were kind of pumping her up, but she was still no better. And often they get... Th- in these conditions, or not often, but I think they also give prednisone. Was she on? Uh, 
Um, I think they might have initially done that, but then they took her off those. Right, okay. But they, unfortunately, she was only 13. They had to put her on Provera. Because oh. every time she menstruated, she literally would not stop bleeding. Right. So, so she was quite early it. in her menstruation's life, I guess. Yeah, she her, her menarch was at 12 the year, so she'd been menstruating one year. So And that horrified the mother. But she had to be put on Provera. Yeah, she'd been she on was. that for one month before... She okay. saw me and she was spotting in between too, wasn't oh. holding her. So she yeah. had the Pfizer vaccine. And how how did she feel, if you know, initially after the vaccine and how long was it till the symptoms were much more obvious? I think she reacted right away. They only gave her the one. So the mother decided not to do any more. She was injected with the Pfizer in September. 21 and basically it was downhill after that with her issues lethargic and like a hot and cold afterwards that chill that they get and then she just didn't recover gosh and were there any other tests on pathology tests or urine output tests or Um, anything else done like that I also did some genetic profiling too, the health and well-being profile, which we do by a saliva swab. But right. she'd been, um, she was hospitalised early. I think she was hospitalised early. This is two thousand twenty-two. Her her urine was showing protein and like it affected her kidneys too and creatinine abnormal levels and. And, of course, all of her clotting times in her pathology weren't the best. Just having a discharge stammering. Yeah. So they just they just called it idiopathic thrombocytopenia. And they've got possible association with autoimmune phenomena such as SLE. Which is interesting they call it idiopathic because yes. even the literature going back to 2020 when they started giving vaccines, had a number of cases reported around uh, thrombocytopenia, purpurea. So it was documented through the medical literature, uh, perhaps just ignored. <laughs> yeah, she was hos- she was hospitalised to the Children's Hospital at Westmead. And her bilirubin was also increased in hospital. Her thyroid also, it also affected her thyroid to her the T the T four was low and TSH was a little bit up, increased as well. So with increased TSH and low uh, T four, low T four, yeah. What would you expect that? How would you expect that to present clinically? Well, she was just so tired, but then I mean, obviously her iron was down too. So yeah, yeah with no energy whatsoever, hemoglobin so- was a little low, and white cells were all right and. Well, they, they transfused us with platelets on discharge from the hospital. They were okay. How was her diet overall? Was she able to eat? Uh, I've got he, her appetite because she was on yeah, she was on the prednisone for a little while, and her appetite uh, decreased while she was on that. So she couldn't really, she didn't want to eat much at all. Yeah, 
and um, she didn't like eggs, um, but she was eating a little bit of minced meat and pasta and chicken, and she liked grapes, but, yeah, tasty cheese. But she she was having trouble sleeping too. She was waking three or four times a night. What about her uh, mental state? She just felt more hopelessness than anything. Yeah. Because she lost all her vitality and quite depressed as well. Okay. So at this point as a practitioner, you see this picture of someone coming, a healthy person who's been affected by a, a vaccine. How do you approach this? What's your first thought about what to do? Well, basically to reassure them and know that the body can heal. And because they they don't hear that in other circles, especially in the medical circles, because they're just treating a symptom. And like I think it's most it's so important to give them hope that the body can heal, and that and that's why herbal medicine and medicine is so so wonderful. And talk about how herbs can actually get in there and strengthen the systems, strengthen organs, repair. I guess Where- it's a, a tough one the, because, you know, the evidence coming through the medical literature is suggesting that the spike protein, regardless of whether it came from the virus or from the vaccine, will embed itself long-term in parts of the brain, parts of the lungs. So I guess for us as naturopaths, it's also a little bit unusual about how to approach this. Have you thought about that much at all? Yeah, and I thought, well, I'll do I'll do what I know. Uh, there are wonderful herbs that help with platelets, which we which I used, and from some research that's been done, as I'm sure you're aware, the fermented kimchi really helps repair spike protein damage. Plus, um, beautiful herbs like maritime pine bark, and I've been using beautiful herb also for the kidney damage to help with that buku, and and it, and they work to me. That if you bring the body back into balance and strengthen everything, the body can heal regardless. Is the first approach to try to manage whatever inflammatory response is going out throughout the body, or to try to focus on liver function? Yeah, well, the beauty of doing the herbal tonic, you can treat the whole body. Yeah. Also, with I, I gave the, the uh, liposomal B12, the hydroxy form, and just really basic things like I, I also use some homeopathic post-vac sprays, mm-hmm. the regime of that to get the nasties out of the system. Yeah. And whether they can help spike proteins, I don't know, but they work well. and. Some the fish oil, because I know from having done lots of live blood in the past, the uh, fatty acids really support the, the, the wall of the red blood cell travelling in the blood against oxidative stress and stop the stickiness and help with, you know, the acute phase response through the liver yep. as yep. well. So I did basic things like the herbal tonic, the fish oil, the hydroxy liposomal B12 and some vitamin C and zinc and mm. then the post-vax and herbal teas, getting her to drink some nice um, dandelion chai. And that was first stuff. 
and then second up. And then she also started, as she started to heal, her acne broke out a bit more. Right. So I used the beautiful um, algae formula uh, for teens with acne. And that also helps. It's very high in the beta carotenes and helps helps the immune and it's uh, high in the beta carotenes. Yep, and sure. then I also worked on her gut second visit brought it to help bring up the immunity they wanted to get the marina out so um get, get the what sorry the sorry the provera out oh okay yep yeah so by the third visit we'd uh, we'd been able to do that then i used some i gave them some ladies mantle as a, as a liquid herb to help with any heavy bleeding but by then the platelets had come back to normal. She was off the prednisone and everything came back to normal. And did you manipulate her diet at all or suggest any specific yeah. foods? Yes. So I didn't start working a lot with the diet until her energy improved. And, uh, and also in the herbal tonics, we use the bark flower essences. Okay. So And they really helped her. So just for, just for the listeners, what are bark flowers? Yeah, the bark flower essences, they're remedies that help strengthen the person mentally and emotionally because when when the body's ill, it's mentally and emotionally often those areas are, are very weak. So the bark flower remedies help to strengthen them out of the negative aspect of the mental, emotional and bodies, and that helps with the healing. And they often start working before the the herbal remedies. Would you normally put them in with the herbal liquids or do you yes. normally give them separately? Yes. Okay, well, that's a very nice but, holistic approach. Yeah, and uh, if if uh, needed in between, we can just give them separately as well. Also helps with the, the depression as well. And, and did you steer her more towards a meat sort of diet or a vegetable-based diet? She was already eating a little bit of meat and red meat and um, chicken. So uh, gradually she got better. Her appetite improved and when she got off the prednisone too and Provera. And they also had her on another drug for esophageal inflammation. So by the third visit at 12 weeks, she was off all of that. Was the uh, esophagitis part of the symptom picture she originally presented with? I think in hospital they they wanted to prevent it. Oh. So it was more like a preventative than a real issue. Right. Because they weren't complaining about that to me. And what about her sleep by the second or third yeah. visit? Had that changed at all? Yes, because in the first tonic I had two nervines uh, to help relax her. Okay. Uh, which would help with the sleep as well. So even by the second visit, she was sleeping better. I got in more the second visit and brought in some new herbs for her platelets and liver, also just to help her vitality. And then uh, her bowels slowed down a little bit. But by the third visit, her platelets had come right. That the immunologist was, he was the only one that admitted that, it, that the problem was from the Pfizer vaccine. The other doctors wouldn't. Yep. And he was so happy to see that with the care, with the work that we'd done, that everything was back to normal. Oh, that's good. 
Yeah. Oh, quite distressing to see a healthy young child like that go through this, isn't it? Yeah, so um, within by about eight months, whatever, she was back at school and uh, she was able to sit her exams at the end of the year and she did well. Oh, good. Do you feel that there's any potential long-term issues that we, that you need to address or do you feel uh, that you've well, got her back to a homeostatic state? Yes, well, I'm sure that's what's so wonderful about treating younger children and teenagers. They recover pretty quickly given the right things. I'm sure the mother will bring it back if there's a problem, but there hasn't been any problems that I've heard of. She was just so happy that she had a daughter back. From the time they came to see you to the time they said thank you, it seems like it was about 11 months. Were there any um, ups and downs overall, or do you feel that she was just on a positive trajectory all the way through? Yeah, all the way through, just kept improving, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mother just wanted her off the drugs, and um, so we helped her do that because she was just getting sicker and sicker. They weren't doing anything. I guess the knock-on effect of that is her immune system would get increasingly impacted as well. Yeah. Her, when I last saw her, her bowel was a little bit slow, so I put in some herbs to help that. But and have you done or would you consider any follow-up blood tests or pathology? Well, they'd all come back to normal. Yeah, that's they, just amazing. That's why the immunologist was so happy. Yeah. And, and her menstrual period back to normal? Everything. Well, that's just yeah. wonderful. And do you mm -hmm. think she'll stick with the diet that you recommended? Yeah, well, uh, her appetite's back because she just didn't want to eat. And it would be lovely to see them again. But, you know, life is busy. Life is busy. Now that all the restrictions are gone. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. And, um, We're just fixing yeah. up the mess now. So probably not hearing from them is good news. Absolutely. Um, I know that you've treated a wide range of people for many different conditions, mm -hmm. but do you find yourself getting more focused on post-vaccination support? Oh, yes. Uh, there's been so many, so yeah. many. Yeah. And yeah. look, <laughs> I think once I stop practising, I'll write a book about what I've seen and so and that's why we're we're extra extra busy at the moment. Okay, it's well, just so 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 much out there that people so much suffering. And lady in today that she's um she's doing so well too. That was her third visit today. She's still not out of the woodwork yet, but she was told she'd have uh, liver failure for the rest of her life. Post vaccine. Yes. Right. And, okay. Um, and uh, yeah, she had two AZs, right. but she's doing really, really well. So she, she also will probably come on and give you her story. Okay, I look forward to it. Yeah. So, Diana, how do people get in touch with you if that's if you don't mind telling us? Well, but we actually have a landline still at our centre. Wow, that's amazing. I heard yeah. I heard someone still had one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Bella Vista Natural Therapies in Glenhaven, Sydney. It's Norwest Sydney. So we have a website and you can inquire online or give us a phone number, a tingle on the phone. And what's the web address? www.bellavistanaturaltherapies.com.au Donna, make sure you look after yourself and get some sleep yourself. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Donna. And thank you so much for sharing that story. Oh, that, was, thank you for giving me the opportunity. Um, it was so interesting, and um, we really 
you're right. We really need to get out there and help people that have had this problem after the vaccines. We've seen so many. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Well, take it easy. And thanks, I'll... Daniel. You too. Good to chat. Bye. Bye. If you feel that this story could be of benefit to you or someone you know, please like it and share it. If you have a health story yourself and feel that sharing it might make a difference to another person, please head over to our website, apatientstory.com. We would love to hear from you. And as a reminder, in this podcast and on our website, the information provided relates to the specific health requirements of an individual and may not relate to your health circumstances or that of another person. Please do not make any changes to your treatment without consulting your health professional. Thank you.